Hello and welcome to the Jerick Show. It's a very London-based episode today with all our stories. I'm sorry I'm laughing because I hit the countdown button and then I heard this really weird buzzing sound. And I kid you not, there's a bee about that big floating around or a wasp. It's it's ugly. Oh, reminds me of my co-host. Welcome to the Jerick Show. Featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Crone. Timely topics, poorly presented. Speaking you of know, I can, hear, I, I can hear you from the green room, right? You do know that. I, not, I, I didn't know you could hear me from the green room. I, I see how you are. I hope no one else could. I was like doing the whole Homer Simpson thing going on. Oh, man. Uh, you know, I was laughing, though, because I saw you running around like crazy watching the the countdown timer coming down. And then whatever you did, man, I don't know what you did, but your video looks horrible. It looks like your uh, your video is being shot through a potato or something. I don't know. It's uh, mm. just sit really still. So we lose some of the artifacts. Yeah, that's, that's it. all right. Maybe it's yeah. it's it's my whole plan to to that. Like mask my identity it's to throw off is that what it is recognition yeah. cameras yeah, <laughs> yeah. none of the swirlies on the cheeks and crap like that to keep the uh, facial recognition down yeah you're just going you, you, for yeah you you know they they say like it, it, on your face mask you should have the um what's that royalty that that um getty images that's right if you write getty images on your face mask when you oh. put it on Whenever someone takes a photo of it and they post it online, it will get taken down. So, oh, that's yeah. beautiful. That's brilliant. I like that idea. I like that. Mm -hmm. So, all right. Well, hey, what do we got going on this week? I mean, can you believe, though, Javad, this is our 82nd episode. Did you know that? Wow. It's it's almost like we're, we're married now. It's, well, <laughs> uh, it's a long-term commitment. Well, we're finally starting to get serious about this thing, though. Um, and and that's kind of cool Are to we? see. I yeah I I know you Eric you know anyway Isaka uh, two thirds <laughs> um, you sucker <laughs> two thirds of cybersecurity teams are understaffed now I haven't read this story so maybe you can enlighten me but the one thing I always find with these kinds of surveys is you could go to anyone in security in a management position anyone and you can ask two questions say do you have enough staff and are you getting paid enough? And I think in the majority of cases, people are going to say no. Two thirds are going to say no. So you, you could do this. I'm not bashing this. I haven't, like I said, I've not read the methodology, but that's the initial feeling I always get whenever I read these kinds of headlines. Yeah, you know, and, and ISC Squared has its report every year that they come out and say, oh, we need more cybersecurity experts and, and whatnot. But, you know, in the real world, we we kind of see this where people are understaffed. When you talk to people that are actually in there, they're like, man, another crazy date. Now, what I really thought was interesting about this actually was in the paragraph there, right by where your mouse is, soft skills was cited as the top missing skill type in cybersecurity team, which I thought was kind of interesting. Like usually we, we totally associate it with like technical skills. Um, now they're saying that, uh, you know, it's communication, critical thinking, and problem solving. But yeah. one of the things that, that we see go on over and over again, and we've talked about this before, is as technical people, sometimes we miss the communication to the board. 
You know, we, we can't get those resources because we're not communicating the problems as well as we could. We're not putting it into a risk mentality that they would understand. And I mean, I did it. We, I was on a panel in RSA. I don't even know five, seven, probably well, seven, eight years ago now. <laughs> God, yeah. the time goes by fast. Right. And it was this, it was exactly this. It was, we need to work on the soft skills in order to better communicate with leadership. Um, because they're not going to learn our language. We need to learn well, theirs a little bit yeah. more. And this is still true, I think. I think so. And and to add to that, I think it's not just leadership. It's just communication to anybody. You, you're not just trying to convince up the chain. You're trying to convince across to your peers and even, yeah. you know, down, down in the organization. It's, it's, it's a broad communication issue. And this is a bit like, you know how, how people who only speak English, they go to a foreign country and all they do is speak English. And when the person doesn't understand, they'll just say it slower and louder, hoping that the other person will understand. And uh, this is <laughs> that's how I feel security people sometimes communicate. If you just tell people off enough times, if you just like beat them about the head and say, you will be doing this or doing that. If you just say enough times, maybe they will change their behavior. I may feel a little seen with that. I mean. I know a little bit of Spanish, like uno mas cerveza, por favor, and baños. I can get by in, in Spain. Um, and I, I know a couple of bad words in, in German. And, and I know when my family was talking about me. But yeah, I'm, I'm mostly an English speaker. And I might do that also. But, but you got to put the hand gestures in too, right? That that makes it that makes the difference. Yeah. You know, I imagine you to be one of those typical American tourists. Do you wear the the baseball cap, the bum bag, the the three length shorts and an oversized t-shirt and like from a mile away, oh my gosh, you are one of those. It's as if I don't hey. even know you. America. <laughs> Easy to spot in an airport. What can I say? Anonymous has claimed it's hacked into the central bank of Russia. That's a bold claim from a group that, you know, is pretty irrelevant. This is like one of those groups, they, they were hot like 10 years ago, and now that every now and then someone tries to uh, come into relevance. But putting that aside, um, that's a bit of a, a bold claim, a bold move. What, what do you make of it? Yeah, before we go to that, um, uh, a friend of the show, James McQuiggan, um, and uh, is that what he wears to the airport? Huh. But yeah, the second language I speak is definitely sarcasm. Thank you, James, for that. No, I, you know, anonymous is one of these things that uh, its reputation has in many ways outdone what it is. You know, it's a hacktivist group. Um, and I'm not saying there haven't been some, you know, reasonable players in there or whatever, but it's, it's like it's what every hacker group ever on TV is kind of surrounded by. Right. Or, or or is modeled after, if you will. OK, um, now what's interesting about this story and what made me think about this a little bit more is actually the fact that regardless of, of who they are or whatever, but we're looking at a modern warfare type thing playing out with the Ukraine and Russia. Right. And so we've always had when these kinds of things happen, we've had issues where, you know, it's it's nation state against nation state. But here in the cyber realm, we have non-nation state players jumping in and starting attacks from the side based on this hacktivist type mentality. We're seeing that kind of stuff happen, which is kind of, in my mind, interesting, 
you know, it's like having a the the Montana militia show up and, and start getting involved, you know, uh, in in the the kinetic type stuff. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know, I I think it's a dangerous precedence. I I think it's it's a slippery slope for any nation, regardless of which side you're on. When your average citizen or citizens who aren't even involved in that, but they just hold a strong opinion from anywhere in the world, start to get involved, and you know, it's it it feels mm. safe because you're behind a keyboard, but it doesn't mean there can't be repercussions. And you know, it's you know, how would how would you feel if a 16 year old thought they were being clever, hacked into a system which was then considered an act of war, and there was some actual retaliation, even if it's just sanctions? I'm not even saying a kinetic war. Even if then a particular country whose VPN you bounced off or, or whatever then got you know, sanctions uh, and, you know, some real people got impacted. So I think it's like leave the professionals to do the professional stuff. And uh, yeah, but by all man, means like. You know, and these other that. groups can, can just like hack. Is that what you're saying? Like, like go after people's money and stuff instead. I mean, I, I kind of like the fact they're pointed one direction. <laughs> and uh, let's keep that going on. Right. Um, as opposed to you know the rest and and here we have Raphael yeah a teenager with a computer and internet yeah yeah oh you're doing it again man <sighs> that music is just to, oh that automatically cuts in whenever you start rambling eric it's just to uh, move on it means that the next story is is due yeah yeah and i was hoping this was you <laughs> over 40,000 london voters have data leaked <laughs> to strangers i think that's a very important <laughs> thing <laughs> Leak to the people you know. Yeah, I, <laughs> exactly. I guess we have to put that in there, I guess, um, just to yeah. make it kind of yeah. real. But yeah, you know, this is just another it, it was some emails sent to like the wrong people, I believe. Um, now, the the interesting part here is, you know, they're falling back and they're going, well, it's publicly available anyways. <laughs> I, you know. Uh, okay, but but people have to go look for it as yeah. opposed to yeah. having it arrive in their inbox. Like, hey, this is kind of cool, neat, packaged, gift wrapped, kind of like the urinal you sent me last week. That was thoughtful. Have you used it yet? <laughs> no, no. But See, I'm doing a road trip today. We're we're actually going to um, Daytona Beach for some uh, some kids sports stuff, which they happen to do high school kids sports stuff in Daytona Beach on spring break this wow. is going to be an interesting weekend but we have a long road trip ahead of ourselves maybe i'll try it out um but yeah this was wandsworth council uh far far away from me so don't bother looking for my details if you want my details just ask me and go to my website yeah i i'm highly <laughs> doxable it's not not a challenge <laughs> javad malik in the garage in the back <laughs> <laughs> yeah let me drop my pin on google maps right, right so, there we go yeah so microsoft oh. confirms they were hacked by lapsus dollar extortion group there's a lot of this app lapsus dollar i i'm calling them lapsus dollar because it sounds funny to say it like that <laughs> um but um they confirm um so lapsus has been making lots of uh claims lately that they they hacked a whole number of companies i think octa was one of them as well but Microsoft yeah. was also there, and uh, now they've confirmed that um, they've stolen um, portions of their source code. Yes, uh, that is true. Um, and so, yeah, things like Bing, 
such a valuable and well used search engine. Can you imagine the uh, wow. you know the value of that code? Um, that I know there are probably. Do we have any? Do we have any listeners out there that have actually or actually use Bing on a regular basis? We'd love to know. Drop it in the comments because, frankly, I don't think I know anybody that uses Bing. How about you, Javad? No, no, no. I I I don't use Bing. I'm not a a Microsoft house household here at all. <laughs> You don't, you don't, you don't go to Bing on your Mac and and just make sure. No, no, no. And uh, you know what? What's what I want to know is that did they find the source code for Clippy? And if so, can they improve it? I think that would be, you know, because it's it's clearly Microsoft aren't going to improve it. I miss Clippy. I I miss Clippy. I do. And do you remember Microsoft Bob? Bob. The years ago, that was like Bill Gates' wife's pet project. So you like open the door and it, there was like a desktop and stuff that you would click on the desktop to go write a letter. Do you remember any of that, Bob? I am a lot younger than you, Eric. I, I you know, maybe if I go to a library, I'll be able to find some reference material in the dusty section. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So anyways, Lapsus again. Now, now this is a group that's been, you're right. It's making the headlines a lot. What I'm kind of seeing, though, is like here they claim it was a single individual that had been compromised that they got information from. Same with Okta. They're saying back in January, it was a single contractor. And what they posted was screenshots from that single contractor's, you know, account. So they, so they but, moved up from blaming the intern to a contractor. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, I, I don't know. Are they really getting in and doing a lot? But but honestly, they're getting a lot of airtime for something that may or may not be one or two people as opposed mm. to an entire organization. That That's kind of my long rambling point there. Um, yeah. What do you think? Have you seen where they've actually gotten a whole lot out of a an organization? I haven't, no. But it's it, there's a lot of smoke and mirrors when it comes to any of these kinds of things. You've got to see like... There's two two objectives really when you look at some of these uh, cybercrime gangs. One is obviously to impact an organization, but the other thing is sometimes it's a marketing campaign to build notoriety for themselves. Yeah. So now, so so maybe they only got into one person at Microsoft, and maybe they only got like you know half a gig of data, and you know just off that laptop. But now the notoriety is there. So now if an organization gets hit and says we are the lapsus group. You're going to be like, oh, my God, they're the guys that got into Microsoft and, you know, GitHub and, you know, all these sorts of uh, highly secure places. I've got no option but to fold and give give them all my, you know, meet their demands. So I think it's it's it's, it's a bit of both. It's it's kind of like the the red bull of, uh, of, of ransomware, all marketing and no real product. Well, it, you know, it's kind of funny that we sit here and say that, though, but I mean, Somebody did compromise part of Microsoft. Somebody did compromise part of Okta. And we've gotten jaded to the point that we're like, oh, it'd just be a half a terabyte of data. Or, you know what I mean? Like, like we've almost got jaded. You remember when Target got hit? We're like, oh, my gosh, you know, and it's amazing. I'm just sitting here thinking about how desensitized we've become to some of these sorts of things um, that are going on out there. Yeah, and and I think there's a difference between an organization as a whole being compromised and an individual in an organization being breached. Yeah, and just and I think that's an important distinction to make as well. Uh, although sometimes, 
there, there is a Venn diagram where there is some overlap. But you know, if if someone breaks into our company, that's a big deal. If someone just hacks Eric, then eh, what they're going to find some rambling, some some cookie recipes, some what have you. Anyway, speaking of lapsus, they have arrested one of the alleged leaders. Really? Yes. Early this morning, police done a, I'd like to say it's a no-knock raid, but I don't know. But they went, kicked down the door, arrested an individual. Can you guess where in the world they might be? Oh, it's got to be out of like South Africa or something, right? Uh, close. Oxford, London, up oh! UK, England, oh! Oxford. <laughs> England. Huh. Uh, Did they find them through uh, through voting records? Is that how that happened? <laughs> like, like leaked voting records? <laughs> 16 year old. Um, oh and who has got oh, about 15, uh, 14 million dollars in uh, cryptocurrency in their wallets from all their ill gotten gains. So don't tell me crime doesn't pay. Dude, at um, 16, I was looking for like 35 cents to put gas in the car to, to get me through like my trip to, to work and back. I mean, and yeah. wow. Wow. And uh so so apparently what's interesting is uh the boy it can't be named, he can't be named for legal reasons, but um he was doxxed by his business partners, so to speak. So that's why I choose really? your friends carefully. Don't tell them secrets you don't want leaked. It's why I keep you close, Eric, because I know anything I tell you, you forget within like 20 minutes anyway. So my secrets are completely safe. <laughs> but um, the boy is apparently autistic. He goes to a special needs school. And his father said that he, he's never really um, heard him talk about hacking or anything. He just thought he was playing games. So. Um, oh, he was playing games. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There's an interesting quote in this story somewhere. Uh-huh. The father. <laughs> We're going to try to oh. stop him from going on computers. Well, hmm. that that could be in it. So uh, let me ask you real quick, though. Does this qualify as esports? <laughs> and if he's just he's gaming. Yeah, well, I, I suppose. Um, no, this is interesting. And, and, you know, the fact that his colleagues doxed him is interesting and it makes me think of um yeah it makes me think of hi amanda been a long time no see uh but it does make me think I'm, I'm gonna get this out i really will um conti what just happened with conti mm. with the russia ukraine thing where the split caused some rifts there and they ended up dumping a bunch of their source code because somebody was mad i mean you know the more turmoil we can create within these groups the less they can go do not cool things, I suppose. Oh, stop it. Sorry, sorry. Your, your rant was just, I, you lost me there. I started to daydream. And, um, um, sorry, please, please continue, Eric. Oh, no. Okay, no, he doesn't want to continue. Uh, so we won't have him continue. Uh, thank you so much, everybody, for, for joining. And, uh, oh, Amanda, what are you saying? No way he had 14 million. I don't know. That was in crypto. Uh, maybe it's worth 13 today. Maybe it's up to 15, depending on which way the, the coins went. And his parents didn't notice. No, they didn't. Um, I think that's that's actually one of the big issues today. Uh, kids 
there, there's a generation gap where a lot of parents don't understand what the kids are doing, what they're accessing, or, or how to monitor any of that activity. So I think it's something that, you know, probably we can discuss it on, on another show. Uh, but we're at the end of our time. And uh, so hopefully we'll see you again. Same bat channel, same bat time. Stay secure, my friends.